Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean acknowledges the traditional custodians of the Kulin Nations, whose land on which we record and air our content. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean. The radio show where we talk about all things taboo and relevant to you. Catch us at radiomonash.org every Tuesday at four. Welcome. You are listening to Car Chats with Tess, Kat, and Sean. Hello, everyone. How are we this morning? Very good. This afternoon. <laughs> oh, I do this every hey. week. Honestly, <laughs> I know. I got out of bed probably two hours ago. It's morning <laughs> to me still. That's okay. That's um, okay. I was saying to Kat earlier, I feel like a walking zombie. I have no idea what's going on, what day it is. It's just that point in semester, I think. Absolutely. Where everything is just so overwhelming. Yeah. For sure. The sec- sure. When you get towards the middle in the second half, that's where everything starts happening. The first week, it's like, what's A plus, you know, what's one it's plus not one? It's like <laughs> the second half yet. It's week five. I know. But it's getting to the middle, <laughs> and I feel like we've got breaks coming up, and everything's happening now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, is sure. Up. Do you guys have any updates for us this week? Anything happened to you guys this week? Um, I had officially the worst shift of my life. Oh, I will no. not was go into it. Was that the night that I was there? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Was it Saturday night? <laughs> yes, it was. it was. No, no, Friday night. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That wasn't the night then. It was officially the worst shift of my life. I didn't get out till like after 2 a.m. and I was supposed to finish at 12. I oh. felt so bad for interrupting you that night, by the way. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I felt bad that I couldn't it stay. It was kind of like you. that anxious, like, I want to say hello, but also you look a yeah. bit frantic and I don't want you to feel like you have to, like, you know, have a chat. But yeah. thank you for taking the time. Anytime. Oh. And you watched Godzilla vs. Kong. It actually was really, really good. Um, yeah. it's honestly, it's a bit of a shit show. Sorry for saying shit show. <laughs> but it's a bit of a <laughs> shit show. I don't know where the valley is. Oh, there, there we go. go. Um, <laughs> but it actually was good. It, like, honestly, you just go in there, like, open-minded and it's yeah. actually really great. I predicted mm. the ending, didn't I? What do you mean? Well. Oh, wait, don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil no. it. <laughs> okay. But I did predict what happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, if you think about it, like. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's, I it feel does. like it's the only way it could have gone. Absolutely. I totally agree with I you. I have no idea. Cat knows. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just like, about. I'm doing, you know, the tennis watching, like, just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> between yeah. the two of you. I have a bit of an update. Yes. I had, um, uh, <laughs> I went for a blood test the other day and I 1000% definitely have a fear of blood tests because oh, I no. fainted, nearly threw up. Is it the side of blood or is it the needle? Um, Look, okay, so I went into this. So this is the second, third time I've had to draw blood. So I had donated blood once, then I went for my first blood test, and this is the second one. And all of those instances, I felt lightheaded yeah. and wanted to faint. Yeah. Mm. And I thought, all right, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to start a conversation with the lady. Mm. Like, I'm going to distract, distract myself. Yourself, I'm yeah. not going to look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's going to be fine. Yeah. The moment, because I was asking her about vaccinations, because they were getting vaccinations in that day. And I was asking her about it. And the moment I did, my head, I got lightheaded. I started sweating. Yeah. I wanted to throw up. Yeah. I was just fully going to faint. And yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like, why is this happening to me? Then she had to full get a bucket for me because I was going to throw up. Oh, seriously? This was whilst the needle oh was still in me. Oh and then God. she's like, look, we've taken it all out. I'm, you know, I'm going to take it out now. I was like, okay. And then she's like, here, have some water. And I had a sip of water. I didn't want to drink the water, but you I had a nauseous? sip. I felt so nauseous. Yeah. And I said, can I please lie down? The moment I lay down, yeah. it was gone. I felt completely fine. Oh, I, really? Like, literally, the moment Ooh. I just laid oh down God. on the bed, yeah. I was completely fine. Okay. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I was like, this was like a 30-minute stint where I was yeah. just freaking mm. out. I'm, don't be embarrassed. I'm sure they've had like, you know, That's their fair share of interesting like, stories. This is a bit strange. Oh, okay, right. No, I, okay. Said, I said something like, 
um, you know, this isn't ideal. And she's like, no, it's not because you have yeah. to get blood tests in your life. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, how is this something that I'm dealing with? Like, it's, I feel like it's so, so scary. I feel like it should be so natural to, you know, be weirded out by blood being taken out. You know what I mean? I wasn't it. That's the thing. Like, I think it was because I knew how long it was mm. in me. And I yeah. was like, something is in me that's unnatural. And yeah. I don't yeah. like that that's something's the thing. coming yeah. out Yeah, I think it's, it's a natural scary. fear to like lose blood in exactly. general. So I don't know. My aim for next time is to just not think. <laughs> just to make no, it through. To not talk to not talk to the person because I yeah. think if I'm not talking and I'm just thinking you know yeah. I went in and I was like I'm just going to think about my cousin's dog because my cousin's dog is really Aww. cute and it was is that the one that you had in your story the other day yeah oh, so, cute. so cute so yeah anyways that was my update that I'm is a very very common feeling I think it is though. yeah and also when you lay down what happens is like the you, the blood goes like obviously if you feel faint like the you're it's because you don't get enough blood, like, yeah. you know, up here yeah. where your head is and yeah. stuff. So, like, laying down would, like, help the yeah. blood flow without having to, like, push up against gravity mm. and stuff. So, that would help. Right. Right. Um, I've donated blood a few times and mm. almost every time I think about the blood leaving my body, I can feel it. Yeah, really? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, every Same. time I, as Same. soon as I start thinking about it, I'm like, I can literally can feel, feel my body oh, getting colder. Stop. And, nah. yeah, it's just not freaks fun. Not I fun. Mean, freaks me out. I, I feel like I'm the exact opposite. I'm yeah. so fascinated by it. I'm yeah, fascinated, nah, but yeah. also, yeah. I can withstand, yeah. Anyway, sorry, no. No, 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 that's okay, that's okay. Uh, shall we head into our weekly updates? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, oh, just quickly, I did yes, want to say a personal update. I did finish my lap today, <gasps> oh, all yes, of it. So yes, thank you woo-hoo. to everyone that donated. I'm still getting around to saying thank you to everyone. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know what it's... Very so good. good. But yeah, um, good thank job. you so much for everyone that's donated. And you still have tomorrow to donate, but I'm just done today. So Sweet. I'm just a bit well of an overachiever. So I'm kidding. proud of you. <laughs> I thought it was only 30 days in March, so oh, here we are. Incredible, Sean. That's Anyways, that's my life update. Quite all right. Um, did you want to give us a little summary, cat, about the headlines that's been popping yeah, up? Yeah, absolutely. So the reason why I want to talk about this because I've been checking out um, the news. Obviously, when you check out the news, you're checking out what's in the news, blah, blah, mm. blah. And I found that in just this week, the number of articles that had been published in the media in regards to sexual assault and misconduct in yeah. Parliament had been so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, everything that's happened has sparked investigations and an outpour of stories. So, for example, um, I'll give you guys a list of um, of headlines that I found. So, today, Nationals MP Michael Johnson exchanged, exchanged lewd messages with sex worker during New South Wales Question one. Time. You can actually read the messages and it's... It's just so, so weird. Like, it's quite intense. Definitely read. Um, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian calls for Michael Johnson's resignation after disturbing text messages revealed. Scott Morrison sets up his own women's network, but will it solve his women problem? <laughs> so if you haven't heard, they've had a um, minister reshuffle um, where we can see more women in different um, departments and areas. Yesterday, cabinet reshuffle sees new bigger focus on women, etc. Um, five double A radio host Jeremy Cordo sacked over silly little girl who got drunk comments about Britney Higgins. Did you guys hear about that one? Oh my goodness! No, no I, I did not hear about that. He basically one. made that comment um, about Britney Higgins, and he got sacked straight away after. Good, it. honestly. Good. Yeah. But do you know what fascinates me about this mm. is that it took a man wanking on a woman's desk to have these stories come mm. out, yeah. and not. A woman coming out, yeah, right. And Brittany Higgins coming out with yeah. these sexual assault allegations. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it took a man. Yeah, That's, it's just that I really know. infuriates me. It just shows. It's exhausting. It's, it genuinely is exhausting. It also came out that former Melbourne Mayor Robert Doyle committed serious misconduct of a sexual nature. Um, apparently, if you remember him, he was before prior to I this no current idea. mayor. <laughs> well, he was. Oh, you you would if you saw his face, you'd know who he is. Okay. He'd been in a lot of you know. The cu- current mayor is Sally 
Yes. Um, what's her name? I do not so, know. Sally somewhat. Sorry, but she's yes. an ex-PLC girl. Um, That's all I oh, know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, look, these articles were just... We could just get her in on the show one day. <laughs> yeah. Use that <laughs> um, Yeah, so these articles were just found on ABC, which goes to show the length and seriousness of the movement as well and how significant and influential it can be. Um, but as you said, Tess, mm. as well, it's sad. It's sad that it's from, you know, what happened with... Like a man yeah, coming out. Yeah, took that to spark this. Look, and uh, and what, as frustrating it as it is, like the circumstances mm. that these stories came about in, um, I'm glad that they're out. Mm. Yeah. And I'm mm. glad that we're starting to take action yeah. and starting to recognise this like systematic issue. For as sure. long as there's some sort of like change mm. in like the process yeah. Yeah. and all that. Um, to follow on from all of this, last night, if you got to watch it um, on Australian Story, they aired an episode called The Chamber of Secrets, which yeah. um, had yeah. a series of women <laughs> in politics come out and share their experiences with within Parliament and the sexism, harassment and assault they've had to encounter. So... Um, there's a really great post on ABC's Instagram where it just gives you quick snippets, um, quotes from different ministers, and it oh, just again that. shows. Yeah, we put we put it on our Instagram last night, mm. so you can definitely check there. That's my update on the uh, Parliament stuff. Yeah, important yeah. and frustrating, but yeah. uh, hopeful. Update. In a similar vein of hopefully making some changes, mm. um, the trial of the officer that murdered George Floyd started yesterday i believe um and basically it's like the start of the trial um going through and the prosecutors are basically accusing him of you know taking this man's life um basically accusing him of murder and stuff and i think it's really important it's gonna be one of those cases where i feel like every every court room like you know interaction is gonna be like out there in the social media and whatnot Mm. um but yeah, it's just crazy how much time has passed. First of mm. all, since since then and now. You but mentioning I, this, I'm just like, wow, it's taken I thought so long. we've yeah. moved yeah. past it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know. It's just it's just, I guess, recapping a little bit of yeah. you know how much progress we've gone through. Yeah. The fact that he's being accused of murder to mm-hmm. begin with. That's yeah. you know that's a power move. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess we got to wait and see what happens because mm, it's only just yeah. started and it's basically just like the deposition and presenting all the evidence. Um, mm. But yeah, that'll be one to watch. We'll definitely keep it updated on the Instagram or whatnot. And also, if anyone's waiting for packages and there's a massive delay, we (laughs) have I don't know how to say it, but the Suez Canal incident. I honestly thought this man was trying to do a 180, (laughs) like chuck a U-turn, he forgot something. But apparently there was like a freak um, sandstorm or something and impaired his visibility. So he, and the canals, yeah. Right. If Um, you don't know, the Suez Canal was um, blocked by the ever- Given every, uh, every give it, ever give it, ever given? Gi- evergreen, evergreen, yes. A time when then I was reading ever given. I, s- I don't oh, know. One no, of them. Is, I the think the name on the ship is different. Yeah, I think it's a big cargo ship. That's all we need to know. Yes. That basically, the yeah. World's major trade route, exactly. Yeah, and they've only just been able to refloat it six yeah. days after. Yeah. Um. Apparently, ten percent of the of global trade um is sailed through that canal. So it just yeah. goes to show how yeah disruptive. Absolutely, it was. yeah. Ah. Um. <laughs> anyways. Shall we move on to our, our weird and wacky? wacky? Yes. <laughs> our favourite, our new favourite segment. Oh, I Excellent. wouldn't say it's our new favourite. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go first. Go for it. Mine is from the Daily Mail. And the headline is, Australian expat in the US is shocked she can't find tasty cheese at the supermarket. Oh, my <laughs> There's not much to this story beyond the fact I'm that sorry. tasty cheese doesn't exist An Australian living Australia. in Australia, that's what she's shocked about? I not know. the lack of universal health care? No. <laughs> I know. Good one. Anyways, 
Yeah, it's actually crazy, but the cheese in America is quite disgusting. <laughs> we were just saying before the show when Tess um, shared this yeah. information mm-hmm. that we're Tasty. just so shocked by ye- their yellow How cheese. How yellow it is and processed. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is like, quite it's orange, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I do enjoy plastic cheese time to yeah. time. Like, yeah. you know, that, like, packaged. <laughs> but at least it's yellow. You know the worst <laughs> it's not orange. Had is the one that comes in two plastic slices and you that. peel one side. Yeah, I used to love that too. I, I love it too. It's so bad. I feel so sick after. I love yeah, it is so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that plastic cheese. Anyways, um, yeah, that's crazy. Onto my also from America weird and wacky um, scenario <laughs> is um, nuggets. We all love McNuggets, right? Hell yeah. Um, or we went through a phase when we did. I'm sure some of us <laughs> regret that now. Um, but I never noticed that they all have like there's a specific number of shapes, and someone decided that like they cut the meat before they batter it into like four different shapes because they thought three would be too little and it'd be weird and off. What? And five would be too many different shapes. So yeah, there's a specific number of shapes. Oh. And they cut and them. And there's four, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll post a photo on there's Instagram. There's like cookie cutters for it or something? Just, yeah, there, there is. It kind of looks a bit like spam on the assembly line, but they cut it like <laughs> okay. that. I love spam. Oh my gosh. I love spam too. Yeah, no, spam. spam is okay, delicious. Okay, we're putting that on our, uh, putting a poll <laughs> on that. But how yes gross no. is that? Someone like sat down in a boardroom and was like, yep, we need oh, four shapes. Gross. Three's too be. little. People Aww. are going to gonna know that we've, you know, cut these in precise shapes and five is just too much I to handle. Oh, I've never known. Well, no. hopefully, hopefully we you, guys, you guys are work now. Send yeah. us some photos if you <laughs> go and get a 20 pack of McNuggets. Um, On to you, Kat. Okay, so mine is, mine's not really weird and wacky. It's a bit sad. Um, UK's youngest lottery winner oh. living on benefits after blowing $3.2 million. So she won um, the $3.2 million in 2000. 2003 at 16 years old. So I reckon that's the weird and wacky bit that she was 16 yeah. years was old say, and she won illegal? all of that. <laughs> yeah. I know, like that is wild. Um, but she was saying that she lives a much better life without all of that wealth. So yeah. there you go. Where, where did it go? To boob jobs and drugs. Yeah, that's uh, that's common. I do Honestly, actually, like I know of a person. Yeah. Um, who won the lottery? Who yeah. Won quite a bit of money and spend yeah. it all on drugs very yeah. quickly. Yeah. That's you can common, go like that common, because you yeah. just don't think mm. to like say. Well, the other thing as well invest. is if you've come into a large amount of money, you haven't earned it. So you don't know how, you don't, under, not, not, you don't get the value, but yeah. it's so easy to spend. Like yeah. I'll go and spend like $5 yeah. on something and I'm like, that's about this mm. much of my shift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do I really want to spend that $5? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, Anyways, after the break, we are going to delve into the Netflix documentary that discussed the college admission scandal that made breaking news in 2019. Then we'll switch gears and have a chat about conflict styles and relationship advice. You're listening to Car Chats with Tess, Cat and Sean. And welcome back to Car Chats with Tess, Cat, and Sean. And for this segment, we're going to be talking about the college admission scandal and the Netflix documentary that covered it titled Operation Varsity Blues. Yes. We all watched very recently. We, we did, did watch it quite recently. I know. I did recommend it last week because I, I had watched it and I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting. Because when it came out in 2019, the whole, yeah. you know, when it broke. Um, um, broke the news. <laughs> yeah, how do you say breaking news? Breaking, how do you say breaking news? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh yeah, okay, but how did the scam actually happen? Like, yeah. what was the actual scandal about? It was kind of wild. 
So maybe I'll just give some context. Yeah. yeah. So 50 people uh, were charged, and this includes actress Felicity Huffman from Desperate Housewives and Laurie Lachlan from Full House, as well as coaches and parents of the students. Um, and they were charged for conspiring to get their kids into elite colleges through bribery and cheating. It is important to note that this was under Rick, um, what was his name? Singer. Rick, Rick Singer. Singer. Yeah, so he was the, the guy behind it. Yeah, the mastermind. The mastermind. And it happened between 2011 to 2018. So it was a long operation. Quite a long time. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I think understanding what actually went down had meant that I had to do a bit of research and how yeah. college admissions work in America. And I honestly, it, it, it goes over my, it just goes over my head, like how that works. Like one thing that was surprising was the fact that people can give donations and mm-hmm. it means your, you know, your st- son or daughter gets a second look at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's d- providing like unfair advantages to Absolutely. individuals. Like this is totally unrelated to like yeah. the illegal activities that we're going to be discussing. This is like, you know, a legal, you know, thing that you can do. The donations were incredible. Yeah. If yeah. you donated at my high school, yeah. shout out Presbyterian Lady yeah. College. Yeah. Students were given advantages. You got captaincy positions. Really? Yeah. 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 <gasps> School captain donated a piano. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And like donated. It's so corrupt. I know. And um, I had a friend, her parents made a huge donation and she got a special scholarship to go to Scotland. Yeah. And I wrote her admission letter. Oh, oh wow. what? Yeah. That's insane to me. It's I like know. it's it's like these schools are already so prestigious and like just so hard to get access mm-hmm. into. And then within that circle, you yeah. have people who are like, you know, yeah. even more like elite yeah. based on like how much so money they have. So it's not exclusive to the US. That's all. Yeah, right. no, that's yeah. That's I guess sure. so, but you can't really bribe Monash, can you? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? Maybe you can. Let's oh, we well. don't know. I guess we'll do an investigation. Oh, investigation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was incredible how much yeah. money that people would spend. Like, mm. I think there were there were numbers thrown around like $500 million or something. Was that right? Like in the documentary, this was before the scandal. Like this is just upfront donations. This is, yeah, donations. Yeah, Yeah, it's wild. And this would happen mostly to Ivy League schools. Well, I think that's one thing that's important to note is that these Ivy League schools are prestigious based on how exclusive they are and how hard it is to get into. Not based on, you know, their ranks education wise and how well they do in those, you know, in those statistics. It's literally just how hard it is to get into those colleges. Mm. Like how many spots they have. Mm. And I I think that's crazy it's just yeah. you know yeah. what i mean I, imagine being ranked number one just because you're the hardest college to get into yeah, yeah. and people yeah. want to go to that even more for it's sure yeah. So yeah. because they do well yeah yeah exactly so if you haven't watched the documentary um yet or you want to know a bit about it basically the scam included rick singer he would mm. well people he's basically people. like a, a coach to get you into the college that you want yeah basically. so he was like named a tutor, as a college like a, tutor yeah but mm. there was a scam attached to it mm. because what he would do is he would approach um small sports so for instance like water polo um sailing was yeah. a big one um so he would approach um like sporting directors at mm. colleges and put names forward mm. um so parents who have paid him to get an admission in mm-hmm. um, for their for their kid would do that, um, and once they were once he got a spot in, he would like the thing is is that he would like orchestrate like this whole profile about someone saying they're a sailor sailor 
Yeah. A sailor, <laughs> basically. Right? Yeah. Or like they're a water polo-ist. Yeah. Is that the right <laughs> term? A water polo water player. player. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was completely false, words. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the do- there were still donations. Yeah. But the donations were significantly less to a donation that you would do directly to the school. Yeah. And obviously Rick Singer would take a cut from that. Yeah. Um, but he would be liaising with yeah. these coaches at these mm. Ivy League schools. Yeah, basically. And the other important thing to note as well is he had a foundation that the parents would mm. pay a donation to and then he'd use part of that money to pay off coaches. Yeah. So yes. it's like, it would have been, and yeah, it would have been like an insane, uh, just, I'm yeah. not going to say he's a genius, but I'm just saying that he's I mean, obviously gone through a, a massive length to cover his ass, yeah. basically. Yeah. And another, another way that um, he assisted students with yeah. their admissions into college was actually he encouraged the parents to encourage the children to fake learning disabilities yes mm. so that they could take their tests at like facilities. special facilities yeah, yeah. Special like facilities non-standardized where the staff had been paid off mm. of up to fifteen thousand to seventy five thousand dollars per test yeah right and these administrators so they were the ones accepting the bribes right um were pretending to be the students yeah. and then taking the exam mm. in their place yeah. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, basically, so they would yeah. take the take the test. And oh, because it. of the difficulties and stuff, they'd have a separate sheet of paper that they didn't, in, you know, enter the information on, and then that proctor would then fill right. out the right ones. Basically, we can see we see that in VC a bit, like yeah. when there's special consideration for, yeah. like you know, extra time, all of that. But this is a completely different yeah. extent to it. The other crazy part as well about the whole like college thing in America is the fact that these sports, it doesn't matter how smart you are on paper, you can just get into like these Ivy League colleges yeah. based on like sport talent. Isn't yeah. that like a we little bit? We don't have bit. that here. At no, all. no, no. I think we have scholarships, but not to that level. There'd be like yeah. maybe two or three spots. Because really, we don't have professional sporting games. We, yeah, here we, we don't. Yeah. yeah. What, what intrigues me is that there wasn't like a rigorous, not audition process, but like yeah. tryout process. Exactly. Yeah. Where you actually yeah. monitor well, their that's athletic the thing. ability. The coaches Good would point. be trusted in to make these calls, basically. Like yep. y- that's, that's the but other part But then they would well. be paid off as well. Right? Yeah. So like yeah. it's all about getting paid off it's and insane. the bribery of it all. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand how it operated on such a grand scale. It was crazy because so like the they would fly out, like fly out right? to different centres to do that. And the parents involved, over 50 people, and like we mentioned some names before, like Laurie Lachlan and um, Olivia Jade is her daughter. She's yeah. a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, but other people like lawyers, CEOs, who else? Just like very well-established Like business people, yeah. Yeah. Exactly so. It was you fascinating, yeah. the lawyer, yes. who yeah. was just like, yes. I'm not going to get in trouble for this. Like, yeah. I'm a lawyer, da da yeah. da And it's like, bro, Well, that's the thing, serious? though. Once you have a certain amount of money, you feel a bit untouchable. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're basically in this circle and all that. Yeah. I mean, um, I wouldn't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I wouldn't know. That's reality. Either. That's what it looks like. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say, so in the documentary, they then, at the end, I don't want to spoil it too much yeah. because you guys should definitely watch it. Yeah. At the end, yeah. They talk. They just highlight um, the the jail sentences. Yes. Yeah. That the fifty of them got. Mm. Okay. My question is: Do you think they should have gotten gone to jail, or do you think Rick Singer should have, even though he helped the FBI? Yeah, I think Rick Singer. Absolutely. Uh, I can't even say. It. Absolutely, <laughs> mm. should be incarcerated because mm. that is. Well, he's the mastermind, right? I like, despite his cooperation, which I understand was very yeah. helpful in convicting what, like, over fifty people. Mm. Yeah. Ultimately, it's him. Yeah. It's I his just, brainchild. Yeah. Uh, one one uh, 
quote that one of the people in the, I forgot his name and stuff, but he was basically saying that the colleges are to blame, not the parents or coaches because they created a loophole. But I'm saying that's like me leaving my door unlocked and then a robber comes in and I'm like, oh, it's my fault because I left the door unlocked. Mm. But it's like Mm. that person Mm. saw a loophole, knew exactly what they were doing, took advantage of it. Mm. And I just think the parents are so to blame. Like I feel sorry for some of the students that thought that they achieved those scores and they got in on their own merits and they got lied to and whatnot. But I just think it's grossly unfair for the Mm. students who were work so hard yeah so yeah. hard all of us have done year 12 yeah. we know how yeah. hard those final years of high school are yeah um and get a really good score yeah and not get in on their own merit yeah and then you have people who i'm just going to use olivia jade as an example yeah um that's not actually her real last name is it that's just like it's her not YouTube it's her name. like yeah her brand name um, basically yeah olivia jade who documents how much she hates school on yeah. youtube mm. and gets yeah. into one of the best schools in the country uh, absolutely it just doesn't make sense yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy as well because these people, you know, obviously are wealthy. They have all the time. They have all the money, all the resources. Mm. These kids should, are already at like a severe advantage and mm. stuff. For them to exactly. go and cheat, I just think that's a just disgusting behavior. Exactly. Absolutely. Another thing that I found very fascinating was yeah. in his early days, the documentary noted that Rick Singer yeah. would um on like college applications he would, would note that like a white student was actually hispanic yeah. yes or latina yes isn't that get, insane like, because you know how um they have a, I don't like a call diversity it, like, a quota, quota basically yes, yeah but it is mm. a quota yeah. to meet um yeah yeah but surely like they do checks or whatever like i, I understand but understand, if you think about like the amount of people that you know apply, apply and sure. the amount, you can't you can't feasibly go through every single one and, and check all these red and, flags like, fact check their yeah exactly too much, yeah. since all of this has happened yeah. um these universities are still accepting donations yeah. um the back door is still not, open <laughs> yeah the back door is still open but the side door is isn't. now shut yeah. yeah um and that's a common theme that's yeah, the side door is like Rick Singer's little loophole approach. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Exactly. What was it? I think the stat was like 730 side doors he yeah. helped. Yeah. Like he I don't remember. So he but helped like that many. Just people. quickly, do you guys remember the the coach, the sailing coach that got the sentence that oh, he that did? Sad. That was very sad because there was proof that he hadn't actually accepted the money personally. Exactly. It mm. had gone on to like the, do- it, it was basically a donation to the sailing team. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And he got, a, what, two years um, no, one year house arrest, two year probation, yeah. yes. and he had a ten thousand dollar fine. Yes, and I don't think that's fair that he pays a ten thousand dollar fine that when was really all these sad. parents pay like what thirty, sixty k when yeah. they've shelled out a hundred. Yeah, but I do think the documentary um, paints this sailing coach. I wish I knew his name, but I, they paint him in a very, very good light. Yeah, mm. absolutely. They definitely paint him yeah. as like the unsung hero well yeah Not basically hero, but just like, like good guy yeah, yeah. i yeah. guess so yeah um if this hasn't convinced you enough to watch the documentary yeah. um we all agreed that the dramatization of um what happened it's is so beautiful is <laughs> so well done um so they do dramatize a lot of what happened but it just contextualized everything mm. yeah. a bit better and, and it makes it less confusing yeah. for the viewer so definitely check it out i also just want to say really quickly as well is the fact that none of like majority of the parents and all that didn't go to jail and yeah. the fines were quite light in mm. my opinion compared to how much money they paid to get their kids into these places yes. and there was that story that broke out probably like three months before that scandal came out about this black mother that got sent to jail for lying about which uh, school district she yeah. was in and she got sent to jail and it's just uh, you know the, the difference in treatment is just ridiculous that this single mother mm-hmm. who's obviously trying to get you know basically the same as your parents trying to do the best for their kids yeah. and get them into these places and she goes to prison <laughs> it just while you know that's just yeah i think 
once again yeah. just like it a might not even be racism but it's definitely classism like if oh, you know. well it's, for sure. it's systematic racism. yeah yeah well anyways thanks for joining the discussion today guys um if you haven't watched the netflix documentary i highly recommend it it's only an hour and a half and yeah. it's done so beautifully and a lot of really interestingly a lot of the words are actually from re- recordings of the actual phone conversations mm-hmm. and the whole movie is basically phone calls and it's just yeah it's just done so beautifully um anyways we're gonna take a short short little break to car chats with tess cat and sean on radio monash and we're now going to have a little chat about conflict styles and the different types you may encounter in relationships um now we all completed a quiz on this which was on oprah's website Mm. um (laughs) which sean suggested we'll put this in um we'll put the link in our show notes um when our podcast comes out now before we go around sharing our results Mm -hmm. um we may as well define each one um these are different conflict approaches and then there's different relationship conflict styles. Mm -hmm. So with conflict approaches, there's the boxer. So you take the tit for tat approach, you fire back immediately with an insult. The smiler, you pretend that everything is okay and that you were not hurt. However, you hold a grudge for quite a while and plot revenge. Mm. Um, The stonewaller, you are passive aggressive. You say, nothing is wrong. I'm fine after all. However, your partner can clearly see that something is definitely wrong. Or the diplomat, you know how to diffuse the situation. You preface any disagreement with a compliment. You affirm your attacker and disarm him with affirming words or Mm, them. Sorry, I should say. We all deserve a diplomat. (laughs) <laughs> yes now I was gonna say, oh ob- no yeah yeah no i was gonna say really quickly obviously you're gonna, probably gonna be like a mix of a few and depending on like you know triggers and like whatever it is yeah. h- how close the, you know the matter is to your heart you might mm. you know embody a little bit differently um but we all did the test before the show at some point yeah and tess did you want to go first yeah go sure for so my result was the diplomat and that is true for certain circumstances mm. but i'm very much a boxer also yeah like i am incredibly argumentative yeah if i want to be i'm not gonna yeah. lie i haven't seen you like that i, I, I don't think I'm you and like i have had an argument yeah with friends yeah to be honest um family yeah. yes okay in my family i am literally like i'm not a yeller i don't yeah. yell mm-hmm. yeah. but i definitely if i disagree i'm very pushy i can yeah. be very pushy yeah and i keep talking until my um my point is fully across yeah and I'm the kind of person I want to argue to completion. And yeah. by you com- find arguments as like, you know, a win-lose situation. Not really. Not really? Because I'm okay with agreeing to disagree. Yeah. Provided both parties... You, like, you want to get everything out. Get to the bottom ability, of it. understand yeah. each other. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's right. That's what I want to achieve. That's a good approach, yeah. Yeah, whereas all my family members mm. are like conflict avoiders. They're like, yes. they scream for a second and they're like, but I don't want to hear your point. I don't want yeah. to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. I'm leaving the right. situation. Uh-huh. Right. And I'm like, but we haven't finished. You yeah. see, that's my problem as well, actually, is that like, I don't think arguing is necessarily a bad thing. Mm. By conflict, I get to know you a bit more. And yeah. like, that's why I'm like, I won't prolong an argument, but yeah. I want to know exactly where you're coming yeah. from. And like, the more we argue, yeah. the more I can see exactly what's actually bothering it you. It doesn't have to be hostile. Yeah, no, it doesn't. That's the yeah. thing. It doesn't have to be hostile. But I mean, arguing does get draining and not everyone is like. I love it. some people find it absolutely draining and i i I believe that some people obviously like um 
just would, would rather avoid it. You know what mm. I mean? Like I know so many people in relationships are just like, we've never had an argument. And I'm like, you just wait. Yeah. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you have no idea how your partner thinks during an argument. Mm. And you know what I mean? It's just, it's just crazy. To yeah. I think argu- no, I think disagreements are healthy. Absolutely. I think if you agreed entirely with one other person, you'd be that'd boring. Be really weird. <laughs> you'd be so It'd boring. Also be really weird. <laughs> There's no growth there whatsoever. If yeah. your yeah. opinions and, not, and stuff aren't challenged, but would yeah. you say, um, like you know to the outside world you're more of a diplomat though like at work yeah. or like because De- i've seen you in situations definitely. in social situations where you'd rather like diffuse and oh like, absolutely yeah, yeah yeah definitely how about yourself katarina oh i'm i was gonna throw it to you but <laughs> mine is i got um the smiler um mm. i agree and disagree with this one so in the explanation it says your opponent doesn't know what you truly want and you're mad at yourself for saying one thing when you mean another mm. um so sometimes i feel this when i'm annoyed or mad yeah. i don't want to say what it is i want them to guess uh, yes. <laughs> we all mad. love that <laughs> <laughs> which is so ma- look it's something genuinely it's something that i try to work on yeah um because sometimes i'll get super emotional um, and I need to step back and think about why I'm mm. actually emotional and mm. if I'm being reasonable. Yeah. And once I step back and think about it, then I can come back to the argument and say right. how I really feel without that emotion. Or okay. Does fair. that make sense? Like it can get a bit yeah. tricky. Um, yeah. No, but, but I completely I understand that. Taking a break because you're overwhelmed or you need time or yeah. space to reflect mm. is very different yeah. from taking a step back entirely with no intention of revisiting it again. See, that's For the sure. thing. But I think you need to be clear about the fact that you are taking some time and you're coming back to revisit it. Yeah, I think a lot thing. of times, like when I've gotten to like, you know, I guess disagreements, the other person just feels, you know, like friend or whatever. They'll they'll just take some space, you know, they won't reply to my messages mm. for a little bit and all that. And I'm just there being like, oh, okay, cool. You're taking the uh, passive aggressive route. You know what mm. I mean? You're, or you're mm. giving me the silent treatment. And then they'll come back and be like, hey, so I'm actually really sorry. Like, I just had some time to think about it. Yeah. I think mm. it's important to address that you are going to revisit the situation. You just need some time to reflect. Yeah. Exactly. Because it can it, come across the wrong way. And it, Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah it says that you know you're mad at yourself for saying one thing when you mean another Mm. like you want to make sure that it's clear to them that they're just taking that break um but then there was another bit if you feel pressured to bow to someone's opinion an empathetic statement can plus it plus it i don't know that word um an opponent (laughs) without compromising your stance so this for me I agreed and disagreed because it completely depends on the person. If it's family or someone that I don't like extend to family or people that I don't really know for me, there's no point arguing something because I know it's not going to get anywhere. There's, generation yeah. um differences yeah or there's people that i'm like why am yeah. i going to put in effort in trying to argue my opinion when it's when not going to get across <laughs> yeah but if it's like my close family or my close friends yeah. i am going to feel more comfortable yeah. saying yeah. expressing how I your feel. views yeah exactly absolutely. but then i also find that if i'm not actually in the argue oh no sometimes when i'm in the <laughs> argument or if i'm the like more so the mediator yeah i think i can try to understand like i try as hard mm. as i can to understand both sides yeah. and try to bring them to um, yeah. a conclusion and, yeah. and a solution yeah yeah right. i've seen you do that you're good at that cut thanks yeah. you're good at mediating yeah definitely i think yeah i think we're all like especially i think in the moment it's really hard to mediate your own emotions when you yes. say you're in an argument with someone you're like your mom or something yeah. um it's like really hard to mediate your responses but i think taking some time like you said definitely mm. helps that yeah or at least 
keeping the conversation respectful. I think once you <gasps> start sure. hurling abuses, that's when emotions run high yeah. oh and you gosh. just lose, you know, you lose like any, you it's know. Not yeah. It's I not think that's productive. It's not productive at all. You yeah. want to have a productive yeah. argument yeah. or yeah. conversation yeah. with that other person. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, Yelling and swearing are like my two things. Yeah. If someone yeah. yells or swears at me, I'm like, yeah. no thanks. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. I am done. Yeah. Sean? Well, onto me. Um, I got the same as Tess, mm. whereas, you know, it says diplomat and I think vastly that's accurate especially like you know to the outside world to the public i reckon i am a diplomat and most of the time as well like one of the things that i do if i'm having an argument with someone and they're like i don't like that you did this and i'm like well i think i'm entitled to do this i'll be like why do they feel like i'm not entitled to do it you know what i mean i'll try and understand where they're coming from because i feel like that's the easiest way to diffuse a situation because mm-hmm. like i think the only t- reasons argument prolong is because the other party doesn't feel like they've been heard or mm. understood or whatever and stuff but i can also do the stonewalling a little bit if i don't know you that well and if i've spent so much time trying to like you know appease you in the past i will stonewall i will literally just be like okay cool and then just move on mm. and be a little mm. passive aggressive um but even like the smiler as well it's just like that you know people smiling yeah saying everything's okay when it's not yeah. and i'm just like i think in that situation i don't hold a garage <laughs> it's more so that i i'm just like okay cool i'm redefining our friendship i'm redefining our relationship this is where we are like i'm not having you close to me anymore because mm. you know what i mean instead of holding a grudge i'm just like yeah. i'm not gonna let this happen again and i'm gonna do that by creating either either distance or you know lowering my expectations mm. of you yeah. and our friendship or whatever for sure yeah well, that's okay I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving on to relationship conflict styles. Um, So this is a bit different. different. This is more when you're actually in the relationship. Yeah, basically how you interact and, you know, what kind of couple you are, like how you argue. Yeah, exactly. So these are the different ones. We've got conflict avoiding. They avoid conflict and express areas of common ground, avoid expressing what they need from one another. Volatile, almost the exact opposite of conflict avoiders. Volatile couples are intensely emotional in a good that's way. That's me, you, Tess. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Validating. The interaction of these couples is characterized by ease and calm. They are su- somewhat <laughs> expressive, but mostly neutral. A lot of emphasis on supporting and understanding their partner's point of view and are often empathetic about their partner's feelings. Then we've got hostile. Hostile couples are like validating couples, except there are high levels of defensiveness on the part of both partners. And then hostile detached. These couples are like two armies engaged in a mutually frustrating and lonely standoff with no clear victor, victor, <laughs> victor, <laughs> um, only a stale mate. Um, and hostile couples will usually regulate their negativity with, while hostile detached do not. Where did you get this, Sean? by the way. We'll um, put it in our show notes. Yeah, I'll, I've there's got no it. quiz to this. Mm, no, there's no quiz. It's basically an observation of a longitudinal, uh, longitudinal study um, by the psychologist. Mm. So it's over like 30 years. So he's basically wow. like, you know, um, observed these couples and, and like, you know, how they argue. And basically... If you read the whole thing, it tells you which ones are most likely to get a divorce and whatnot. Oh, really? If you really want to get into it, because there's read into this? yeah, Can I you've heard about something? it, yeah, yeah. So um, there is a podcast called Life Uncut, and it is two ex Bachelor contestants, Laura oh, Byrne yeah, and Laura. Brittany Hockley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do an episode on relationship conflict styles, and yeah. they reference this study. Oh, okay, so right, I think yeah. it's a, if you'd like a good summary of it go there and have a listen to it yeah amazing is that um, your recommendation for today <laughs> no, i'm it kidding it's not but it, it's like a yeah still a still yeah. a good one um yeah. tess what what did you identify most with probably volatile i am intensely emotional mm. i'm a crier guys. oh me too man every time me too. <laughs> i can be calm i'm not gonna yell 
but I'm a crier every yeah. time I get into an argument with someone yeah. I care deeply about. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh I feel my you. God. I feel so like weak. But yeah. then I'm just like, it's just how I feel. Like I, I cop yeah. it a lot with my parents. They're like, yes. stop crying. Just Me stop too. crying. And I'm yeah. like, I can't. I yeah. can't confront yeah. you uh, without crying. You know, it's happened to me at work. Okay. <laughs> with <laughs> the customer. I started crying and I'm like, oh my God, why am I crying? Because I can still think rationally, but I can't, cannot control my tear ducts. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, your emotions are kind of like not a conscious thing. Like you don't yeah. choose to be happy or sad or whatever. So like, even if you're like in control, your emotions are still going to get like the best of you. Yeah. But mm. I find like, um, I don't know. I found myself in relationships crying over the silliest things. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Which is interesting. It's something I should probably work on. <laughs> not being so bothered <laughs> to by. To be fair though, it's also a love language thing as well. Yeah. So like those little things could mean a lot. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I, I, um, I do think, um, just speaking broadly, that it's important in a relationship to have productive conflict resolution exactly. techniques and strategies. I was going to say, it's, yeah, I think uh, I've had so, so many arguments with friends and people or whatever in the past and stuff. And I feel like it's a great way to grow mm-hmm. as a person, mm, yes. as yes. a friendship, like having conflict is good. It's not necessarily a bad yeah, thing. No, absolutely. Um, it's important to remember as well. Obviously every relationship is going to be different because the person's yeah. different. Like yeah. Absolutely, your, yeah. your ex might be completely different to the way your relationship is now and the yeah. way you guys yeah. conflict, like have yeah. those conflict resolutions. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm probably like Tess as well. I'm volatile. Yeah. Like I honestly, I'm just like, everything's on, not everything's on the line, but I'm like telling you absolutely everything yeah. about how I'm feeling. There's nothing that I'm like leaving turn kind of thing like yeah. you're gonna know exactly how i'm feeling exactly how you made me feel and i want you to be just as volatile as me i want you to call me out yes you know what i mean i want you to call me out i want to get everything out like i hate having an argument and then having to rehash it because mm. we haven't uncovered everything well you don't want to be in that like awkward limbo stage where you're like are we okay exactly is everything exactly resolved? or yeah. I, I like you don't want to be walking on yeah. eggshells essentially yeah yeah, Cap, yeah. what about you oh I was no, just going to say, Kat, would you, oh. like to, would you like to... <laughs> I struggled with this. I have no idea. I think I resonated more with validating, but I don't exactly know what it means. Like, I don't want to think, like, I feel validate. Like, yeah. I don't... Validating is kind of like, oh, yeah, like, I really see where you're coming from. I could see yeah. how, my, you okay. know, how so I've affected you. Okay, I understand yes. you've had a bad day. I think I'm a little yeah. bit of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I like to... Tr- okay, so when, when you say that, I think I'd like to try to maintain you that sort of that. relationship because... Again, like empathy, I like is like a really important value. Absolutely, of yeah. So, trying to be empathetic in that situation, mm. relaxing, as I said before, like relaxing and not getting so emotional. Like it might happen, but yeah. it's just like taking that step back and thinking, okay, are your emotions valid? Perhaps, perhaps they're not. <laughs> then being like, yeah. okay, what's a reason? What's a reasonable way or yeah. approach yeah. to solving this issue? Yeah. Um, but that can take time with me. Like it could take a few days where I'm like, oh, am I? Am I not? And it also takes me conversations with others okay, to yeah. kind of understand whether yeah. I'm in the wrong or right. But then that can be dangerous because you could be talking about talking with your friends, and your yeah. friends are trying to hype you up, and then you're like, ah. So I yeah, think that's one of the things to be wary of is like talking to too many people about something because Mm. you tend to not have hype people and all that but they don't obviously know the full situation yeah and it tends to like feed that negative you know you know you're like oh you got this no you're in the right like and yeah but to be fair Kat you are very very good at making me feel understood and heard in situations (laughs) you have been so empathetic you have been like I'm here for you I hear you I understand it yeah like 
yeah it's also taking accountability as well if you feel like you know and that's i think important like sometimes by like being defensive you don't take accountability and it comes across as you don't care Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah but a lot of this goes both ways i think that's my frustration comes when it doesn't go both ways so like if the accountability or empathy isn't there both ways you're like are you serious like like when i'm putting this effort in and you're like not coming back to me when someone's like it's my way or the highway oh number one question (laughs) yeah i was gonna say like the one time that i had an argument with you i feel like we were not volatile per se but like we definitely got everything out yeah and i think that was like a great conversation like i think it, so too like yeah. look at us now exactly that's what i mean and yeah. i think that's so important because i've had conversations in the past with people and like similarly and stuff and it just didn't get anywhere because mm. i'm just like you're not even like empathizing you're not even like telling me exactly how you feel you're Being just really stubborn you, yeah, yeah exactly i have a question yeah. yeah do you think we need to argue test by the way <laughs> <laughs> conflict go <laughs> But do you think this might be a huge generalization? Yeah. But are young people better at resolving conflict? Oh, I have no idea. I think be- I I feel like my generation are more likely to argue and be like, "No, you're wrong on this." Than like my parents' generation. Really? There are so many times where my parents will just back down from an argument. Like I'll just be like, "Dad, I don't think this is okay to say this about this," and they're like, "Oh, like." you know, and we'll get into something and we won't resolve it. He'll just be like, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, your generation's different. I'm like, you haven't even tried to deceive my perspective. They just, you know, kind of back down a little bit. Yeah, yeah because my family's the same in that. Yeah. Um, particularly, actually, both my parents are so stubborn and they'll say their point and they'll be like, that's my point. I'm never going to change. Goodbye. Mm. End of argument. It's like, take it or leave it. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a ge- like, I, I don't know if it's a generational thing. I think it's just older like the older generation yeah. is always going to think that their opinion because yeah. because they have the experience and they have you know yeah. live life more yada, I yada, wonder yada. like when we reach their age like when yeah. when we're in our like 50s yeah. 40s 50s 60s are yeah. we going to be um open to change in yes. a way that is I think we're more self-aware as a generation yeah. for one and also <laughs> we've had to experience such rapid changes with mm. technology and everything yeah. that I feel That's like true. older generations haven't had to um, adapt so quickly mm. if that makes sense so I feel like mm. yeah when we're older we might maybe more accepting and, and have that ability yeah. to adapt yeah. I think that can definitely be very, help that's very a whole other conversation as well yeah because skinny black jeans are out by the way it's <laughs> an old people thing just yeah. a heads up <laughs> that's true See, I, wear, like, I still wear them yeah. I wear like mum jeans right but now wide leg jeans that are like full length are like in yeah I don't yeah. know I can't I wear that myself yeah. to wear no yeah. sure people just can't do it or like um uh like a collared shirt with a baggy jumper on top yep. and like the little tiny handbag. Yes. Yeah. That's like, what all the young ooh. ones are doing now. It's very mm. Depop. It's mm. quite chic so right now. So Depop. It is. Yeah. It is. I tried to get onto Depop. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to sell stuff. Yeah. But couldn't get it. I was yeah. going to say as well, like Olivia and I went to Kimball Markets recently mm-hmm. and all that and the people there were so stylish. Yeah. And, but I was saying to her as well, I was just like, Everyone's looks so stylish, but it's very like Y2K fashion. It's oh, very that Lizzie McGuire yes. face. Yeah. And I'm like, they look really fashionable and stylish now, but like give it another year. And I that's going to yeah, be like, it's going to, sure. we're going to be back to like yeah. the Yeezus, yeah. monitoring colors. Guys, yeah. our fashion is timeless. <laughs> exactly. I'm just we like, well. the, more, the more basic it is, the better. Like, yeah, I think sure. so. I for think sure. so. Less yeah. is more, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that just about wraps up this segment. And after the break, we will be giving you our recommendations for the week. You're listening to Car Chats with Tess, Cat and Sean. Hey 
guys. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You are just in time for our favorite segment. <laughs> this is our recommendation segment. <laughs> yep. Should I kick it off? It. Yeah, go. Yeah, I'm so it. late to the bandwagon on this one, but oh. I went to milk the cow on the weekend. Oh, it's disgusting. And it was <laughs> so good. So for anyone who doesn't know, they specialize in cheese and wine. I haven't been either. I've wanted to go too. But you went to the Ligon Street yeah. one. That would be a really nice. It was spot to very go nice. Oh, Ligon. Yeah. Okay. Carlton. There were yeah. T- wine and cheese are two of my favorite things that do terrible things to my body. Oh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was worth it. <laughs> it was so worth it. It was so yum. So we got like cheese flights, like four different cheese, yeah. maybe four different wines. Yeah. Did just you go for lunch or dinner? Dinner. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It was a very wonderful. Wonderful experience. Aww. Highly recommend. They also do other like gin and yeah, whiskey gin and beer. They yeah. do a whole bunch. So yeah, it's definitely worth it if you, you know. If you and wanna. only the small ones like, what, $25? Yeah, it's so cheap. It's really? Yeah. And it's quite it. filling as and well. You don't need a, you don't need a big one. You oh, only really? need a small one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I made the mistake of getting a big one once. It was not nice. Yeah. Also, basically get unlimited breadsticks. Or yes. like, so go yes. crazy. Unlimited crackers, I mean. Sorry. Yes. And bread. Yum. It's yummy bread yeah. too. Anyways. On to you, Kat. Mine is Black Books. It's a TV show on Netflix. It's an like an Black old books. British um, classic comedy sitcom. I don't know. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> it's a good show okay. to watch. Like I go through phases of sitcoms where like I watch like five minutes or like, oh, okay. So I'll watch a whole episode as a break or I'll watch like five minutes when I'm eating dinner or something. Like yeah. it's always just something that's on in the background and this is my next one that I'm doing. So nice. Black Books. It's a bit old, but it's funny and i like it okay yeah i was just gonna say um my one this week is actually a tv show Ginny and georgia you probably have heard oh. terrible terrible things I about it sorry what i think it's terrible i, I actually haven't watched it i either. actually quite like it so i'll fight anyone who thinks it's terrible oh, um <laughs> it's just argument. it's just the characters are all quite captivating i find like it's not there's a lead and then everyone else is kind of irrelevant i think for me Max steals the show. I'm not gonna lie. Have you watched? Yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah, Max. Yeah. She kind of steals the show a little <laughs> bit. The three main characters kind of piss me off a little bit. I'm constantly criticizing what they're doing. Yeah. But it's just one of those. It's just one of those ones where you're just like, what happens next? I'm curious. You know, where are taking this? Okay. To see who actually likes it or not. We might yeah. have to put a poll out there to see who's watched it, it who enjoyed quite, it. It is quite polarizing. I find it the is. opinions on this show. The yeah. problem I have with it. Yeah. It's like, I agree with you in that I always wanted to find out <laughs> is this what our argument? next. <laughs> yeah, go on. This is our debate. I see so where you're coming from. I, I understand you. <laughs> thank you, Sean, for validating my emotions. You're welcome. So I did finish it because I, I just, it was one of those shows I wanted you to find know. out what happened exactly. next. The problem I have with it yeah. is they're so out of touch with what teenagers are actually like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, the memes, the oh text messages. I'm like, no one does this. Oh my <laughs> God, it was cringe. It yeah. was cringe to the point. Yeah. Like, Anyway, yeah. I won't dabble too much. I don't want to give any spoilers. I may have to watch it so we can um Yes, honestly, on watch two one. episodes. <laughs> Just watch it. It, it you know, it's yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, um that's my recommendation for the week. Also, Lovely. just quickly, yes. um if you haven't donated already, it's me again. Please yes. donate to my last for life. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um well, that brings us to the end of the show for today. Thanks so much for listening to Car Chats with Tess, Cat and Sean. Um you guys can listen back to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, though, why why not check out our socials at Car Chats Monash on Instagram or Car Chats with Tess, Cat and Sean on Facebook. We'll be back live in two weeks time at 4pm on Tuesdays. Um, we hope you have a lovely long weekend and a well-deserved break if you'll be on Midsem. Catch you soon. Mm-hmm.